Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Uh, but now we're, we're turning the page and, and stepping into October here. Uh, another another opportunity here at home. Uh, Going to be a night game in the Valley. And uh, I know it'll be a, a, a great atmosphere, you know, for our guys. So we're excited about that, uh, you know, this weekend. Welcome to Clemson Football with LeVon Kirkland. That was Dabo Sweeney, in case you didn't know, uh, as he kind of gets us excited and pumped for this week's game as the Tigers now are back in action as they make the trip back home to Death Valley and, and get a nice open break. And uh, I'm Will Vandevoort, by the way, in case you're wondering. LeVon, man, welcome. I know you're excited because we're talking football again. We got a game coming up, and uh, it's just it's football season. We're always excited, right? Ah, you can feel it in the air, the – it's a little cooler. It's not as high as it normally is. Uh, football is in full swing. It's in the third game. And, of course, I'm very excited about talking talking football, especially – The wait is finally season. over. Football is back. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be on the action at Bet Online. Clemson fans, you need to head over to betonline.ag today and jump on the action for this week's Virginia game. I'm laying the 28 points with the Tigers – I think it's going to be a big day for Trevor Lawrence and the Clemson offense. I like the Tigers big in this one. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always the online casino as well. It never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. Bet Online, your online sports experts. On today's podcast, LeVon, we're going to talk about Clemson's defense against Virginia's offense. They have that ginormous offensive line, and they got wide receivers and tight ends that are six foot seven. In particular, freshman wide receiver Lavelle Davis, who uh, just torched Duke last week for four catches, 101 yards. We're going to talk about how their Tigers going to try to defend that. We're going to hear from Brent Venables uh, today. We're also going to hear from Clemson offensive coordinator Tony Elliott. He explains and how the Tigers are going to try to, you know, kind of play a little bit better on offense. He didn't think they played as well in last week's game, um, excuse me, in last year's ACC championship game against Virginia. So he wants to see uh, if they can do a better job blocking those rush ins um, and, and giving uh, Trevor Lawrence a little more time um, in this game coming up. And, and, of course, we'll talk about Virginia overall, and Dabo Sweeney will, will talk about it and, you know, we'll mention it as well as far as, you know, can can this be a different game? Can this be a tighter game than it was in last year's ACC championship game? So we're going to have all those things and, and a whole bunch more. Got a pretty jam-packed show. All right. And so, LaVon, it is good, man, to be back and, um, you know, it, just kind of get back to, to what we're doing, talking football. And the thing that really kind of got me going today, you know, I'm a guy that, you know, I kind of my I kind of get excited about things or I – I guess like you say, I wear my emotions on my sleeve, if you will. Sure. Okay? I can see that. So today, you know, we'll make no bones about it. You know, my background is Clemson. Your background's Clemson. And there's one thing besides our Steelers that we have in common as Clemson guys is we have a big disdain for the University of South Carolina. Would you agree with me on that? You know, I started hating them really a lot more in 87 when my one of my classmates – came to my home on Thanksgiving break after we lost and Rodney, Rodney threw those two interceptions mm-hmm. and he started waving his flag around at my house. 
that's when I really started to hate the Gamecocks. But okay, yeah, let's let's talk about our hatred toward the Gamecocks. So I don't know if you heard this today, but um, University of South Carolina President Bob Castling spoke to the media today and kind of gave his state of the university kind of speech deal. Right. Well, he comes out, and I want to get your raw reaction on this. And, folks, you listening as we're recording this, this is LaVon Raw right here because I know okay. he might not have seen this comment. All right. Kathleen says, I can see the day where the student body rushes the field and takes down the goalpost when our Gamecocks kick the you-know-what out of our in-state rival. Frankly, almost all of our NCAA – Club and academic teams already do that. LeVon, wow. go. Really now? So why is he making a, such a big mention about the football team doing it? Yeah, you see, that's, this is where we're different at Clemson in South Carolina. We have a higher expectation in almost everything we do. Even when I was there, we simply thought we were just better. Playing. Plain and simple, we just thought we were better, and um, it's gonna. And what I saw on Saturday from the football team, it's gonna be a little while yet before they live out that dream. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, in my personal opinion, I think it's gonna be a little while yet before they will see that happening. And you know what gets me about these comments? He says this when they're not gonna play Clemson this year. Of course. I mean, isn't isn't that kind of funny? Well, it's always, you know, it's always somebody's always boosting up a fight when they're not the fighter. It's like the hype guy. The hype guy is talking about the fighter, what he's going to do, and he's going to do this, and he's going to do that. He's going to win, but guess what? He's not fighting. So he can talk all that trash. It, it's just like this year. We're not playing the University of South Carolina, so of course you can talk a lot of trash because you probably know what's going to happen. That's all we need to say on that. That's, that's it, we, man. That's why I wanted to get your raw opinion, man. I knew you hadn't <laughs> seen that. I wanted to just see. No, I didn't see it, though. No. I was too busy watching the campaign, the, the debate last night. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a whole different subject right there. I tell that you, is. that was, um, I don't know if entertaining is the word. Um, I know it some was, people made it entertaining, but I don't know if that really was the right. You know, you know what it was, Will? It was a political death match. Remember that show? Remember MTV used to do celebrity death match? Yeah. And they had these claymations, and they would wrestle against each other, and they do all this crazy stuff within a wrestling match. Last night, that's what it was. It was political death match. <laughs> it was – I tell you what, if, if I was on the fence – I still would not know who to vote for. <laughs> I thought both of them made a case for not to vote for. I thought it was, I thought it was ugly. I, I really did. I thought it was ugly at best. No, man, I totally agree with you. And I thought the exact same thing that they really didn't do anything that told me that this is what I want to do one way or the other. And I right. think the rest of America agrees with you. And um, elections going to be very interesting to see as is the rest of our podcast, man. We got a pretty good podcast. LaVon, you know, as you look at Virginia defensively, you know, I'm sure you're like me. You watched that Duke game. You watched it intently because you just wanted to see what the Cavaliers were like this year. You know, 
are they a little bit better? You know, they bring – you know, on defense, they bring nine guys back from last year's team, so there's experience without a doubt. Um, but, uh, you know, and there was talk after they lost to Clemson, by the way, 62-17, to 17, that – they kind of saw what it's like to, to go against big-time players, if you will, and kind of got an idea of what uh, that's going to be like um, going forward when they play teams like Clemson because that's their goal is to get where Clemson's at. So they kind of took that and they went into the Orange Bowl last year and used what they learned against Clemson, against Florida, and they gave Florida everything they could have and almost yeah. won that game. Now they're kind of like, okay, we've seen it, gone against it a couple times. Now we're ready to play Clemson in Death Valley and I don't know if you saw the comments this week, but uh, one of their players came out, uh, their safety, uh, he came out this week and basically said that uh, he thought, and the guy's name, by the way, is Joe, Joey Blunt. He came Joey out, Blunt. I, I yeah. guess he's related to Mel Blunt because he talked kind of big here. <laughs> I, I think his father, his father did play for Virginia at one point in did time. He? Okay. Yes, he did. But uh, I don't know if he's uh, related to Mel Blunt or not. not yeah, sure well, he, he talks like Mel because he came out very abrasive and basically said this week they're going to basically come and um, they're going to bring the wood against Clemson. They're going to lay it on them um, this week. And I was kind of taken back by those comments. Like, do you really want to kind of wake the Talk Superman's era? cape, yeah. as we call it, yeah, put, gas on, put gas on a fire? Yeah, yeah, I mean, what are your thoughts when you hear guys says, you know, they're going to they're gonna kind of hammer hammer the wood or bring the wood to them and they're going to make it a tough, tough – I mean, you want to be confident, but come on, do you need to say it that way? You know, I was never a guy that believed in giving the other team post-board material. I just never believed in that because football is such a humbling game. It's such a physical game, and it's a game you can get hurt at. So when a guy is talking – you better bring it. You better back it up because if you don't, you can get hurt and you can be a target. And a lot of times, maybe a team is not taking you as seriously, but when you start um, popping those gums, now the team say, okay, let's prove this guy wrong. And I just don't really, I, I don't see the, the need for it. If you're going to bring it, if you're confident, you just just going to bring it and you're going to be confident. You're going to show them on the field. That's the that's why I love football so much. It's an action sport. It's a man sport. And if you're going to, you know, if you're going to talk that trash, you better be able to back it up. So I see nothing. I, I see nothing to gain when you're um, talking that way and you're trying to be a big shot and you're trying to come off like you're confident. I, I think that does nothing. You still have to put it on the field. And I think Virginia has to do that. I watched them play, and it was it was nip and tuck there for a while with the Duke Blue Devils. Uh, I would say if it wasn't for that 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 receiver throwing an interception, that Duke was probably still in the game. And yes, Virginia showed some flashes of being very good. They got a, a group of guys who've been there before, but like we talked about before. Experience is not always good experience. Just because you've been on the team forever doesn't mean you're you're good. You still can be bad experience, as I call them. Guys who are there and playing because they've just been there and playing. They're experienced. They've been around. But it doesn't mean can you keep up with the caliber team that Clemson has and brings to the table. So it would be interesting to see. Um, I think they – I do like the linebacker they got. 
uh, Charles Snowden. I think he's good. I mean, a uh, big uh, opposing guy who can do a lot of different things. And so this is probably the best D-line that we've seen thus far. And will it be a challenge? Will they be up for the game? Yes. You know, Clemson, being a number one team, will always have a target on their back. But um, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Yeah, you mentioned the defensive line. Tony Elliott talked about those rush-ins um, and that, that that is a concern for him. Um, he said last year in, in the ACC championship game, they did get after them a little bit more than they thought they would. And now those guys are a year older, a little bit bigger, a little bit mm-hmm. stronger, obviously um, going through a whole season, uh, another offseason. So he thinks that's going to be a challenge. You mentioned Snowden. Um, guy, they're using him like everybody. You know, you see it once, right? And then everybody starts copying, right? That's the way this game works. Um, yeah, exactly. Snowden is their, their Isaiah Simmons. Uh, they like to use him in all kinds of plays. If you watch the Duke game, they lined him up at outside linebacker. They played him sort of like this hand down playing like defensive end. They had him back playing safety at some point. So he he's kind of been used all over the place. He's an athletic guy that can move sideline to sideline really well. Um, so it'd be interesting to see how they 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 go against him and, and and try to use him. Now the good news for Clemson is Tony Ellis used to going up against a guy like that, considering he had to do it in practice every right. day with Isaiah Simmons. So that's going to be an advantage for Clemson that most teams don't have when they go up against a like guy like this. But the one thing that stood out to me, LeVon, as I watched that Duke game last week was Virginia, and I, and I want to do, start off this way, Bronco Mendenhall, I have a tremendous amount of respect for. I think he's one of the better head coaches in college football because his players are always, always in position. They mm-hmm. always are fundamentally sound. When you hear teams talk about Bronco Mendenhall teams, those are the things you always hear, and you see it if you're watching the game and paying attention. Their players may not be the most athletic. They may not be the fastest, but they're always where they're supposed to be and at least in position to try to make plays. Now, with that, I said – Are they as athletic and as talented as Clemson? Not not really by a long shot. They're not. Can they play well against Clemson? Of course they can play well. Mm -hmm. I think the North Carolina game showed that any time, any Saturday – that a, a team can play well and can play confident and can be in the game. I, I think that Clemson, they, they, we, we have too many athletes on that team. And you, when you talk about not only Trevor Lawrence, but you got the other one, um, Travis Etienne, who does a great job of not only seeing the field very well, but once he get on the open, he's really hard to stop and he can just pound on you. So I think Virginia may have a little trouble Stop stopping Travis. I know they're going to load the box. I know they're going to load the box and say, hey, our first priority is to stop Travis. But when you do that, you can get in a lot of trouble with Clemson because of the play action and passing. And what a good job Trevor is doing right now as far as seeing the right receiver and making sure he's delivering the ball. Yeah, I can't remember which player it was, but I heard or read a story. One of their players was talking about, you know, going up against Clemson's offense this week and and they said that they thought the goal for them, at least when it came to Trevor and the wide receivers, was to prevent the outside passes, the the big plays, the vertical plays down the field where T. Higgins just ate them up last year in the AC Championship right. game. They still felt like they needed to do that. And I'm sitting there thinking, okay, you guys must not have mm-hmm. watched any film yet because if you're going to do that, go back to the Wake Forest game. Wake Forest <laughs> took away those vertical plays, took away the outside and Galloway, the tight ends, and the running backs just ate him up with those passes over the middle. I, I think that's where we. I think that's where Clemson is a lot better too. When you're talking about hitting the 
you know, really driving the ball in the middle of the field. I, I don't think their linebackers, our safeties can really match up with the tight ends that we have. And that's why it's always good to have a diverse offense. And what I mean by that is players that can make plays at any given time. And you can say, okay, well, we're going to make sure that we double the outside. That's still going to leave some, that's still going to leave some spaces open for ETN um, for our tight ends to really get open. So I think when you when you're in a situation like that, you may be better to say, you know what, we're gonna make sure Travis Etienne doesn't get his, and when they're if we can get them behind the sticks, then we can double the outsides. But I think Trevor's seen the seal the field so much better this year, and really not forcing the issue that I think Virginia is gonna have problems either way. You know, earlier you mentioned Clemson's athletes. And so, you know, and you talked about Virginia doesn't have those athletes yet on defense. And when you look at Clemson athletically, you think of the defensive side of the ball, right? So uh, yeah. earlier this week, we got a chance to speak with Clemson defense coordinator Brent Venables. He spoke about Virginia's uh, offense and, and how challenging it's going to be for them to stop them with their athletes. And really he talked about that big offensive line that the Cavaliers have. Here's here's what Coach Venables had to say. Yeah, I mean, the challenges are, again, when everything's good, you know, he can still go and make make plays. And uh, he certainly did that a number of times, had over 100 yards receiving. And um, obviously he's got, you know, great toughness. And, um, you know, they didn't connect uh, early, and then he just kept playing, though, and um, as opposed to, uh, you know, having immaturity and, and uh, getting dejected. He just kept playing and made a couple of real tough competitive plays and then had a physical play and maybe it might have been his last touchdown where he catches the ball and the whole shot and cover two and then, you know, sheds three defenders uh, to score. And um, so got a lot of respect for him. Um, just what you see on tape. Uh, from his attitude and his toughness as much as anything else. So, uh, but again, he's a big, big guy to handle outside. So again, from a matchup standpoint, uh, I really thought the DBs from uh, on a couple of the jump balls from Duke actually were in good position. And, but again, he just out competed him for the football. And that was coach Venables, uh, Clemson defensive coordinator. Uh, LaVon, you know, again, the thing that, Brent really kind of brought out there was that offensive line, that massive offensive line. Let's mm -hmm. look at these sizes, man. I'm going to go ahead and give these to you, okay? Uh, right. 6'6", 325, 6'6", 6'3", 6'4", Let me say that one more time. foot mm. 6'10", 325 pounds. That's the size of their starting offensive line at Virginia. I don't think I've ever seen a six foot ten offensive lineman before. Have you? No, I've seen close, but not six ten. I've seen six eight, six seven, six six. Normally, no more than six seven. So to see an offensive guy that's six ten, that's opposing. That that really is. That that could be intimidating a little bit. And you know they do have a have a veteran line coming back. I think all five starters are coming back from last year. So they're formidable. They are. But I, I really think what happened with them last year, you know, I think Bryce Perkins really made them go. And mm -hmm. so it's a different dynamic with Armstrong 
in the game. But will it be a challenge for Clemson D-line? It will be a challenge, but I, I've seen Venables meet up to the, uh, almost every challenge that he's faced. But, you know, I, I think the, the more concerning thing for me is Davis on the outside, especially uh -huh. when they get into the red zone situation. He's a really tall guy. He proved that he can get it in the end zone. He also proved that after the catch uh, versus Duke, that he can run over a couple of people and get it in the end zone. So I think that I think Davis is the one that you really have to worry about, especially in the red zone situation. Remind me of a guy they had back in the day, Herman Moore, that he was just jump balling everything. <laughs> I mean, just jump balling. I remember and when Herman you Moore. have a and when you have a size advantage like that, it can make it difficult. So you know, I think the defense really they have their work cut out for them. Yeah, you, you, the guy you're talking about is Lavelle Davis, six foot seven, uh, freshman, two hundred ten pounds, six seven, freshman. Let me say that one more time: a freshman, probably the best kept secret in the ACC. Nobody knew any knew about him. He was a uh, he was, I think he was a three star recruit that kind of just went under the radar. Virginia right. stayed quiet with them. We can see why they stayed quiet with them. They yeah. didn't want nobody getting the you know. Can you imagine if Clemson knew about this guy um, ahead of time and could get him down here? I mean. Good job for Mendenhall and those guys getting him because this guy looks like he's going to be a weapon. Uh, you mentioned he looks like Megatron. Megatron. Remember when Megatron first came into the ACC and just caught everybody by surprise? I see, I see Davis doing the same thing, catching people by surprise. So I think that will be a challenge for the, especially the new DBs that we do have, and nobody is especially that tall. So it's going to be a challenge. Yeah, he's six seven, and to give people perspective, for Clemson, they're starting. Let's just go with their safeties here, um, because you know you're probably going to go over the top with them, right? So you know if you put your best corner on him, that's Darian Kendrick. He's six foot one ninety, so he's right. got seven inches on Darian. Then you okay? Well, we'll move a safety over. Okay, the safety uh, Landon Zander, six one two hundred. Ray Thornton, the backup uh, strong safety, six one two oh five. Uh, Jalen Phillips, the other backup, six one two ten. Nolan Turner, the starter on the other side at, at free safety, he's six one two oh five. Joseph Charleston, the back, his backup is six foot one ninety. And then there's Tyler Venables, who's five ten two hundred. So he's given up yeah. almost a whole foot if he has to go against him. Did, did they get, not a good did they get him from the basketball team? Because he seems more like a basketball player. And you know nowadays. When you think of wide receivers, you think shooting shooting guard, uh, you think shooting four kind of guys that you have on the outside. So, yeah, it's going to be a challenge. I mean, when a guy's that big and that strong, do you go up and you bump and run him or do you give him some cushion? It's going to be interesting to see how Coach Venables plays him. Yeah, and then with this Virginia attack, it's going to be more of a passing attack um, with Armstrong. He's – he. He can be mobile. He can get outside the pocket, kind of like Trevor, if you will, um, right. the way he can be mobile and keep plays alive. But he's not going to worry you about his legs. He's not going to fit into the running game that much like like you saw last year uh, with Perkins. So um, I'm interested to see, you know, how they do with him in the passing game and try to get those matchups, especially with Davis out on the edges and in the red zone if they were to get into the red zone. Um, we can count on those passes being thrown to Mr. Davis. There's no doubt no about question. that. Yeah. Um, but then the thing that gets me when I look at that, going back to that size of the offensive line, 
they got the little running back in there. And, and forgive me, Wayne, if I say your last name wrong. I'm going to do the best I can here. Wayne Talapapa, I guess that's the best way to say it. Yeah. Uh, he's um, – Five foot nine, two hundred and ten pounds. I mean, you got a six foot ten right yeah. tackle, and you got a five foot nine running back. Um, mm-hmm. He's going to be hard to find in those trees. He averages almost yeah. six yards a carry, and you can see why he averages six yards a carry. You know, when you have a running back of that statue, a lot of times they're shorter, but a lot of times they're really strong guys. They're not. They're not little guys. They're just short, and also, just like you said they can kind of get lost in the forest a little bit. And as for linebackers, defensive line, looking for that guy, it could be a little bit of a trouble. And he runs really tough. He runs really hard. So uh, I I think he's going to bring it, and you got to understand that. But I always say you just got to bring hats to the party. You really do. You just got to bring bodies to the party. If you bring bodies to the party, you can eliminate that. But Virginia offense, I think they really do present some problems for Clemson. It'll be interesting to see, as I said before, how Clemson plays against them. But they got some weapons. They got a big line. But I feel like our offense and our defensive line is maybe better than we were last year. And I think that we bring some energy that maybe Virginia hasn't seen so far and that they could be concerned with also. So it will be a, a very nice matchup. I wonder who's going to win that chess game. You know, um, who also is wondering is, is Clemson head coach Dabo Sweeney. He, he, he had a couple comments, and uh, we'll throw that in here right now so the listeners can hear Dabo's thoughts on it. Dabo talks up the other team as any coach does, um, but I think this one is legit. I think there's some concern, as we have brought up with uh, the Virginia team, and here's what Dabo said about Bronco Mendenhall. Got a really good Virginia team. Uh, Bronco has done an amazing job. Obviously, this is a rematch of the ACC championship game last year, and uh, they were there for a reason. Uh, this is a team that, you, you know, in a, in, a, in a culture and a program that's been building uh, each year. Uh, they're probably one of the more experienced teams out there. Uh, got a lot of guys back uh, offensively. You know, uh, we had we saw Armstrong some last year, but not not a ton. Uh, so getting a chance to to see him uh, this past Saturday was was really good. Uh, other than he's a he's a he's a he's a challenge. He's a problem. He's a really good player. Uh, looks like a you know a young Steve Young running around out there. Lefty, crafty, creative, extends plays. Tough runner. Uh, really good size. Uh, accurate thrower. Uh, really has no fear. Puts the ball up. Trusts his guys to make competitive plays for him. They do a great job from a from a uh, schematic standpoint um, experienced in the offensive line you know know what they're doing there uh, but formationally you know alignment uh, check with me's RPOs their efficiency on first and second down you know they do a great job with all that stuff we got a few transfers in there uh, you know 21 is he's he's a big boy pad runner you, you better you better be ready for that guy um, um, big they got length at tight end they got a couple long guys at receiver uh got a heck of a little slot uh with kemp a uh, little number four there he's a he's a really good football player but just they just do a great job and, and you can just go back to our game last year i thought they did it we only had, we only sacked them one time uh they were incredibly efficient against us on first and second down that's an area we're going to do better uh they were 10 of 18 on third down so we had a hard time getting off the field 
Um, and uh, again, they did a lot of good things. Uh, we did not, uh, you know, get the type of pressure that we wanted. We we uh, uh, didn't do a good job in short yardage against them. So you know, we we've got a lot of improving to do uh, from from that game and, and, and from less than a year ago. Uh, so we're excited about the challenge. But again, uh, just one game in, you know, they 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 look like the team that that went to the ACC championship game last year. Uh, so. Uh, defensively, big, stout. Uh, you know, do some do some creative things defensively as well. Both sides very creative in in, in their schemes and how they play, and uh, you know, mixing up uh, their their zone coverages with picking their spots with their man uh, uh, techniques. Uh, but they're you know experienced. Same thing. A bunch of guys back up front. I think they got eight starters back. A lot of guys in the secondary played a lot of football for them. So uh, know what they're doing. Uh, know what to put their eyes on and uh, it's a team that you gotta you know you gotta you gotta execute at a high level uh, again so you know excited about the opportunity again uh, just getting back home getting back in the in the flow of things and and uh, just trying to trying to get to one and know this week all right Levon, that was that was Clemson head coach Dabo Sweeney and uh, you know he's he's kind of getting the fans ready for what he thinks is going to be a pretty good football game I think we kind of see that too. I think Virginia's going to be more competitive in this game right. for 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 a little while than they were last year when Clemson just opened up, you know, right from the get go against them last year in the AC championship game and, and, and just got rolling. I don't think we're going to see that this year. I think Clemson's going to execute and they're going to play well, um, but I don't think you're going to see them dominate because I think Virginia is just going to be a little bit better. They've been in this moment now. They've been on this stage. They're kind of ready for it. And, you know, when you when you start getting on that stage and you start getting used to playing in these kind of games, you know, you get better, more confident as a football player. Uh, I think you're going to see a little bit of that. But the question I ask you, my friend, can Virginia win this game? Can they be competitive with Clemson and put themselves in a position where, you know, the people in Death Valley could be sweating it out come Saturday night? Yeah, you know, I'm an old ball player, and I've been through the wars. And what you do understand is even though on paper it may not look as though Virginia can get it done, and the spread is going to say it's not going to be close. But this is a team that you have to worry about as a as a head coach, uh, especially Brent Venables on the defensive side, you have your concerns about this game. And also, which will play, uh, I think, maybe a little bit against Clemson, is you're not going to have 80,000 strong. That's the one thing when you walk into Death Valley, that's the intimidating factor. As a visiting team, and you haven't been there in a long time, and to see the interest of the, the Clemson Tigers running down the hill and the atmosphere, a lot of times for opposing teams who haven't been there in a while, who haven't seen that, that can be intimidating. This time around, you're not going to have that type of atmosphere. So that will play a little better for Virginia. Mm-hmm. Only thing you, you wonder with Virginia is the depth. If someone gets hurt or someone is out, how they will respond to that. But they will be well coached. They will be well disciplined. There's no question about that. I think the last time we played Virginia, we just outmanned them. And we just, they could not stop the horses that Clemson had. T. Higgins, 
who's doing who's doing a phenomenal job in Cincinnati. They could not stop him at all. We don't. Uh, Clemson doesn't have T. Higgins at this point in time, so now they're probably thinking, "Hey, we we faced them before. You know, this time we won't be as intimidating, and we're going to play sound fundamental ball." So can Virginia do it? Of course they can. Of course they can. They have an opportunity. You always play the game on the field. Will they do it? I'm not so sure about that. The game is going to play itself out. The one thing you say about the Clemson Tigers is that they've been there and done that before. And they have played teams where, you know, hey, maybe this team has a chance to sneak up on them and it hasn't happened. Dabo Sweeney does a really good job, whether you like him or you don't like him, of having the Tigers prepared and ready to play. So I, I think in my mind, I, I'm not really going to say I'm a predictor of games. You never know. But I feel like it's going to be a good game. And then at some point in time, maybe Clemson would break out on them, get up 14 on them, and then the momentum, momentum would carry from that standpoint. And you got to also know that Clemson has not played – their starters really the whole game. So this will probably be a, a, a time, I think at least the starters will go at least past the third quarter, probably more so into the fourth quarter. And I think you gonna see a lot of production out of the Tigers because Trevor, like I said the other week, is playing like he played in the NFL and came back. So it's gonna be an interesting game. It'd probably be a tight game for probably the half but I, I think I can see the Tigers prevailing in this game. Yeah, I'm with you. I think um, early on, I think Virginia is going to play well and they're going to hang in there. And I think they're going to have some success on offense because I think Clemson's still trying to figure things out on the back end. Um, you know, they, they will have uh, Mario Goodrich back this week, which I think will be big considering his size, being a 6'1 guy, 200 pounds. I think he'll, he'll be a guy you can try to match up a little bit better. Um, with uh, with Davis out on the on the on the outside, um, you know. But I think ultimately it comes down to, you know, my Jimmys and Joes are better than yours. And and I think if Clemson executes like I think they will, like they have been doing, um, I, I just think that's too much for Virginia. You know, the uh, uh, the blunt kid today this week said that he needed to see um, they needed to win the turnover battle to beat Clemson. But I don't know if winning the turnover battle two to one is going to beat Clemson. I think they'd have to win it like 5-1 to one or 5-2 to two to win that turnover battle where you have game-changing kind of plays. And I'll be honest, you know, I could be wrong, but I just don't see that being this type of character of this Clemson football team. That, uh, this offense, this first-team offense, seems in the first two games, they seem like they take care of the football very well and they do what they're supposed to and execute. And to me, I think that's the difference in this game. I just think Clemson's got too many weapons. They're just too good um, with the quarterback and the running back and the tight ends. That's And I think yeah, we saw Frank Latson kind of break out against the Citadel. I think Joseph Nagata, who's going to come back from an injury, I think you're going to see him uh, maybe have a good game this week as well. Uh, I know he's hungry for one, and he's got the ability to do it. Um, and Amari Rogers has just been solid all year already. And so I think you're going to continue to see him. And I just don't think Virginia has the answers for all those weapons. And I think in the end, that's where Clemson's going to be able to kind of, like you said, get down that late third quarter, maybe start, you know, you start seeing Virginia wearing down and that depth of Clemson taking over and they just 
kind of do what they're supposed to and maybe cover that spread there at the end. Also, I think what's going to be concerning for Virginia is Trevor using his feet to get those first downs. Uh-huh. You know, whether you stack the box or whatever, then you you really don't have a guy that can account for Trevor running the ball. He's already dangerous as far as staying in the pocket, throwing it all over the yard. But when he takes off and run like he did against Ohio State and he's proven to done thus far in the season, he can be somebody who's very dangerous. And I think sometimes when you got a guy like that, who you may not label as a dual quarterback, but he can do plenty of stuff. He can do dual stuff. Uh-huh. And I think a lot of times when you have a quarterback like that, remember defense is energy. It really is. You can be proactive. And even in that, it's a lot of energy. So if you don't get there with your blitzes, if you don't get there with your stunts, man, it could be a long, long game, especially if you're going seven, eight-yard drives on a defense that really probably doesn't have the depth that they need at the defensive line. They have a good starting defensive line, but anybody would tell you in college football, you need the depth to make sure that your guys are fresh. Around that third quarter or so, and those guys are playing seven, eight, nine, ten-yard drives, it wears on you as a defensive player. It really does. It saps the energy out of you. So that's going to really be the thing to see how they can handle some of those long drives. Are Trevor just taking off of 15 yards, getting the first down after you stopped him for that, that first down, that second down, his third and five, Trevor's scrambling out the pocket. That tends to wear on you when it gets to the third quarter. So I think Virginia's a very well-coached team. I think they've made a lot of strides. It'll be interesting to see what happens this game. Yeah, as you were describing all that, I got me thinking of the Monday night game, watching the uh, the Chiefs and the Ravens, and you described the, the Ravens' defense. They get to third and eight, third and nine, and they're like, okay, we're going to go after him. We're going to go get Patrick Mahomes, and we're going to get off this field. Next thing you know, they bring, a, they bring a blitz off the edge. They bring a blitz up the middle. He gets away from it, and he goes 15 yards, and they're still yeah. on the field. And they, yeah, that's that, what it was all night. That's, that's the beauty of having a quarterback who can not only use his arms, but he has this capability, and he's a very good athlete. Uh-huh. He really is. He's. I mean, we've all seen it um, this year and last year that he has enough that he gets out there, he can take it all the way to the house. Uh-huh. So as a defensive coach, that's concerning. That really is. That's concerning. I mean, it's one thing when the guy's one-dimensional. You can scheme against a one-dimensional quarterback. It's been done. A guy who has uh, – He's multiply disciplined and multiply talented. That's a little harder. That's a little tough. And then, you know, you get him out in the corners and he can spread that ball out some more. It's tough. It's tough. And um, like I said before, I think Virginia will definitely show up better than they did for the ACC championship. I'd like to see what they do this time around. Man, that's a great way to end it, man. Great. Great podcast again, dude. It was fun, man. Thank you, man. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, this is great, man. I I love talking football, love talking games. It was fun. I hope everybody out there liked it. Remember Clemson, I'm sure you know, they play 8 o'clock Saturday. 
against Virginia. If you can't be one of the 19,300, I think that's what it is. Uh, mm-hmm. If you can't be those guys that are in the stands, turn on the ACC network and, and watch, watch them on the ACC network at 8 o'clock. Levon, thanks so much for having me, man. I'll see you next week, buddy. It was fun, dude. Oh, man, it's always a pleasure to talk to you, Will. Thanks so much for being a part of it. All right, guys, we'll see you guys next week. Please, if you remember, guys, to download it, uh, review it, and rate it. We would greatly appreciate it if you can do that for us each week. And, and send us a review and tell us what you think. We'll definitely appreciate it. Uh, for LeVon Kirkland, I'm Will Vanderbilt. We'll see you next week on the Clemson Podcast. LeVon Kirkland. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.